local vehicle traffic, bicycles, and pedestrians in the community, as well as regional and tourist traffic that travels through Sheridan. As residents of Sheridan County, your feedback will help identify concerns the project team can focus on and address when determining improvements. To participate, we invite you to take a moment to view the online presentation and complete the survey available on the City of Sheridan's webpage, and then join us for an open house on Tuesday, October 17th from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. at the Wyoming National Guard, 3219 Coffeen Avenue. We look forward to your input and helping YDOT continue to make Sheridan a great community to live in. Canned Ice Ice Baby here with Sheridan Honda and Power Sports, First Northern Bank Pro Football Pick'em. Here's what happened in the KROE studio this week. Let's start out with Denver. They haven't beaten Kansas City. This isn't a joke since Andrew was a sophomore in high school. That's not a joke. That's not a joke. 2015. Dave. No, oh, they're going to get smoked. Only 2% of the people are picking are Denver. Something. Yeah, those are delusional. Yeah. One of them could be Andrew Boyne. Huh? <laughs> I don't think so. No chance. No chance. <laughs> All Chiefs. You guys never know. They're going to start trading players yeah, off. They're start, I mean, they're, you know what? They're tanking right now. At this point, hey, you know, honestly, since you said I'm never going to pick them again, you've been undefeated in yep. that section. So, I mean, so, fair yep. point. And I'm not picking them this week. Yeah. Okay. The rookie, Andrew Boynt here with First Northern Bank. You can't win if you don't play. This week's prize is a $100 bowling party to Cloud Peak Lanes. Just go to the contest page on SheridanMedia.com and click on the Pro Football Pick'em banner. Hi, this is Colton Bates with the Best Real Estate Team, and I'm curious. Do you love your home? If so, great. We hope you continue to cherish what you can call your but if you had conversations with people who say that the right home for them is hopeless, the market has its challenges, but we don't want your friends, family, and people you know to feel like home ownership is impossible. So we're asking, do you know anyone looking for a new situation, whether it's their first home or a new home? Best is here to provide creative ideas and help those you know feel more prepared and hopeful than ever before. Call me, Colton, at 675-BEST or visit bestwi.net for all of your real estate needs. Proudly brokered by EXP. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. Out of the Darkness Suicide Prevention will be receiving these funds Per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Public Pulse, I am joined this very wet Thursday morning by Sheridan City Council members Sean Day and Terry Weitzel. Good morning, Councilman. Good morning, Floyd. Welcome morning, back Floyd. to the show. How's your fall been going so far? It's been a wonderful flo- uh, fall until today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until today. I, You know, I thought about looking this up uh, because it feels like this has been the wettest year that I can remember, uh, at least in this area. Uh, how about you, Councilman Day? Uh, yeah, I would agree with that, but also expand that beyond this area, too. I, I do a lot of traveling um, on the road, and we do a lot of shows kind of regionally and you know, lots of rain outs, just constantly battling the rain, you know. But I like the moisture. I'm not going to argue with the rain. Yeah. Uh, the snow, you know, <laughs> I 
I will argue with that all day. <laughs> you know, uh, unfortunately, it sounds like that's going to end up showing up a lot sooner than uh, any of us. I thought probably. it was going to show up last night. But I did, too. Yeah. I really did. You know, uh, this, uh, I think it's Friday, might end up looking pretty nasty outside. So, uh, Brace yourself, Sheridan. Now, ho- Stop it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And hopefully, <laughs> it, it, if it does, uh, then it's going to be probably that first wet, heavy snow that it's doesn't you, stick boy. around. That's on you, okay? That's it. I'm just... I'm not a weatherman, but uh, that's just kind of what I'm seeing. Now, although there may be only a few side jobs uh, getting taken care of today, if anything at all, how's the project progressing downtown? I'll start with you, Councilman Weitzel. Uh, Well, um, they're right on schedule. They're going to be doing uh, uh, more Main Street than was planned, uh, which means that next year um, they only have two more blocks to go. Uh, Hopefully they'll be able to get it done uh, before rodeo. Yeah, absolutely. And we can have a normal uh, rodeo um, uh, route, anyway. Rodeo uh, parade route. On new roads. Yes. That'll be pretty nice. Uh-huh. Uh, Councilman Day, have you, uh, you're pretty good with the folks downtown. Uh, have you gone down, listened to some of the business owners down there? What are they saying? I have, yeah. I mean, I've had a couple of strange experiences. I've really tried to make it a point to, you know, go and support the businesses that are being affected um, by that closure. But, um yeah, I went, went into Frackleton's one afternoon, talked to the GM there, and was very surprised to see a completely empty Frackleton's in the middle of the day. Wow. Um, but, you know, they're, they're, they're in good spirits. You know, everyone kind of knows that it's, there's a bigger picture going on, and Terry and I were just talking. It, it's all, you know, going to be finalized here in a couple of weeks, so I think business owners are starting to see the light of day, which is exciting, and, um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in a way, it's... There is a bit of light. Uh, well, I will call it a silver lining on this. Having to walk uh, maybe two or three blocks just across the street. I find myself, me and my wife, when we go eat downtown, we'll be window shopping the whole time. You know, Whereas before, it may have just been a straight shot to the cafe and a straight shot back to work. Now we're kind of, you know. Messing around a little bit, yeah. looking at the, the art that they've actually got on those screens, which I think is a brilliant idea on Sage's behalf. That's a great mindset to have. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. It, uh, I had, yeah, I remember w- taking a walk from Frackleton's to Java Moon, and it took me like 15 minutes because I had to walk all the way down to the rainbow and then kind of circle back around through that alley. But, um, yeah, there's some really cool things that are happening with Sheridan, and specifically on that green fence there, doing that historical building um, and the gold discs, I think will be exciting for the community. Yeah, we're going to talk about those uh, towards the end of the show because that's a project that uh, we've had in the works for a little while, but I haven't had the opportunity to really get to talk to you guys about that. And I think that is, uh, you know, with Sheridan Community Land Trusts, Explore History being as popular as it is, I really think this application, and and I think a lot of the residents are just going to love being able to do this downtown. I agree, yeah. And in in other areas. Uh, So let's talk about uh, some of the adjustments that have been made so far. Parking adjustments on Grinnell Plaza. What are those? Well, we went to, um, you know, more parking spots. If you could pull that mic just a little closer, sir. Thank you. We went to more parking spots, but uh, as soon as it's all finished, we'll still go uh, directional uh, type parking. So Directional? Yeah. How is that? Is that uh, diagonal? I, I, I guess I call it diagonal. Diagonal. Parking. Yeah. 
it's not, not a straight. straight on. Right, and right now it's straight on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we will switch mm-hmm. to we'll the, the... Back to the way it used to be. Nice, yeah, because that is something that I actually noticed the other day when we were parking down there. Things have kind of changed a little bit, but that is not a permanent thing, is no. what you're saying. Okay, so it will be switched back. Now, uh, switching gears on you, because it's that time of year again. Many of us have quite a few leaves in the yard. Uh, now, the city is going to be picking these up? Yeah, that starts uh, really soon, I believe, on October 16th. Monday. Yeah, this coming Monday. So if you've got bags of leaves, make sure to keep the branches and trash out of those bags. You can buy those uh, bags probably at Ace Hardware, Home Depot, that kind of thing. Buy your compostable bags. Uh, put your leaves in there, and then there's a, we've got a map that kind of shows you where you can drop those bags off or you can leave them curbside yeah and it'll also just be curbside so no no alley pickup at all or or off the sidewalks it's all going to be curbside okay so when we take the bags out there first make sure that those uh high speed low drag biodegradable that's right bags we want those and this is going right at the curb so like buy my garbage uh my usual pickup site well if your garbage pickup is at the curb now, if, if it's through the alley, it won't be picked up through the alley. It's going to be curbside completely. So not necessarily where your uh, regular garbage is picked up. So um, if you have your garbage regularly on the curbside, yes, it'll be at your uh, garbage pickup site. But if you, you're used to having it picked up in the alley, uh, they won't pick up the leaves uh, on the alley. You need to put it in front of, on the curb. Now, as Councilman Day said, this is specifically for leaves. Yes. Uh, specifically no. leaves, yeah. No branches or trash, and this program will go through November 10th, so we got about a month, and hopefully the snow won't completely bomb on the <laughs> leaves before then. But, uh, that's, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. That's usually something that I do. I just let them sit in the yard throughout the winter, yeah. and uh, that might surprise some folks, but believe it or not, by the time I go out there in spring, they're gone. Yeah. I, I, I have no leaves on the ground. Uh, because my first year when I was living there, I thought, man, I should go out there and rake all those up. And uh, just didn't get around to it yeah. before the snow fell. And then by spring, it was all gone. Nature anyway. takes care of us. For That's sure. right. That's right. <laughs> but uh, if you do like to make sure that those leaves are up, just make sure, once again, it's there by the curb. How often is this going to be taking place? Uh, is this kind of like a the same day that my trash gets picked up? Is that going to be working on that type of rotation? Uh, not necessarily. So, um, for example, uh, I, I live on the south end of town, and my normal garbage uh, day is on uh, Friday. But the leaf pickup is going to be on Thursday for me. And there's a diagram uh, of when it's going to be. It's going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday pickup. And uh, there are zones there, and you can go to our website and find the zones, the map of the zones to tell you when uh, your garbage is going to be picked up. Okay. Or not your garbage, your, the your leaves. leaves. Yeah, I'm just looking at my notes here, too. If, if uh, that's not something that works for you, you can always go to the landfill compost yard. Um, and also, for further information, the city does have social media sites on Instagram and Facebook if you want to keep up to speed with that, that program. Fantastic. But again, it starts on October 16th this coming Monday and goes through November 10th. Now, Councilman, what if I have a lot of branches? What if I have some other green waste that needs to be gotten rid of out of the yard? What are we doing there? Well, you can go to a green waste drop site. So the green uh, um, 
containers that are at uh, recyclable uh, areas. And you can put branches in there. You can put, um, um, of course, your, your uh, leaves in there uh, with the, comp uh, uh, the compostable uh, bags. Uh, please do not leave, though, the bags uh, sitting outside uh, the green um, um, waste drop site. Uh, put them in the container. Uh, not, not, don't leave them out right off the side. Okay, so there we go. Make sure it's inside the actual dumpster. And uh, once again, folks, please make sure that these bags that you're using to throw this stuff away are is biodegradable. Because uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, Councilman Day, but they'll end up taking this green waste up to the landfill and essentially turning it to compost for city use, right? That's what I understand mm -hmm. it to be, yeah, the process. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So we want to make sure that we put nothing else inside of these dumpsters. This isn't uh, an extra dumpster to throw garbage or anything like that. This is green waste only, yep. biodegradable bags, so that we don't create more work for uh, our people up at the landfill. Yes. Yep. All right. Now, if how do I find, uh, one more time, how do I find one of these uh, green waste dumpsters through town? Well, there's uh, one on uh, Brundage Street. Uh, right uh, near the river, it's right after you, uh, as you're going uh, west, it's right after you cross the bridge. There's another one um, up on uh, Highland, uh, and uh, that's uh, just uh, north of uh, 5th Street. Uh, those are we two that... have the one by Washington Park as well? Is that still there? Or they... I don't know. But definitely the one on Brundage and Highland would say the two... Yeah, the drop-off zones there, if you want okay. to take your branches. Now, when it comes to dumping stuff in there, as long as it's branches, biodegradable bags, uh, other green waste, I can put as much in there as I want? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what they're there for. Fantastic. Yep. All right. On that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll have more with our Sheridan City Council right after this. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Share. Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. Out of the Darkness Suicide Prevention will be receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Check out the new Buckaroo on the Block, Tara's Craft Kitchen. Open Friday evenings, 5 to 8.30 p.m. at 3.30 North Main in downtown Sheridan. Enjoy your dinner experience with an indoor garden vibe. Great wine and beer selection, fun cocktails, and a full dinner menu. Tara's Craft Kitchen will fill your plate with scrumptious meals and a fun-friendly atmosphere. Tara's Craft Kitchen, 33 North Main in Sheridan. For reservations, call 763-4133. According to the Hearing Health Foundation, even those with a mild, untreated hearing loss are twice as likely to develop dementia. Hi, this is Elizabeth. And J.T. Craft at EBA Hearing. 
Our mission is about more than selling hearing aids. We want to educate our friends and family on the hazards of untreated loss and unprotected exposure to noise. The most important thing you can do is protect your hearing. But if you have a hearing loss, please don't wait. Correct it today. EBA Hearing, 674-8920. That's 674-8920. Did you know your dentist can improve your sleep? Hi, this is Sherry from Whitney Plaza Dental. The inability to get adequate rest may be attributed to a restricted airway. This may be caused by oral anatomy and tongue position. This is where a trained dentist can help. While a CPAP device is still considered standard of care, many patients cannot tolerate it. My husband, Dr. Kevin McCurry, is trained to provide you with a device that will open your airway and allow you to get the rest you need. For more information, visit our website at WhitneyPlazaDental.com. Over the next few months, YDOT will be studying sections of Coffeen Avenue and Brundage Lane to identify safety and traffic concerns. The results of the study will recommend improvements to Coffeen Avenue and Brundage Lane that will benefit local vehicle traffic, bicycles, and pedestrians in the community, as well as regional and tourist traffic that travels through Sheridan. As residents of Sheridan County, your feedback will help identify concerns the project team can focus on and address when determining improvements. To participate, we invite you to take a moment to view the online presentation and complete the survey available on the City of Sheridan's webpage, and then join us for an open house on Tuesday, October 17th from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. at the Wyoming National Guard, 3219 Coffeen Avenue. We look forward to your input and helping YDOT continue to make Sheridan a great community to live in. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. The city will be collecting your leaves. Please put them in biodegradable bags and leave them curbside in front of your residence. Please do not put them on the sidewalk and don't put them on the street. And also, leaves only, please. No branches or other household garbage in the bag with the leaves. This is going to begin October 16th. It's going to run through November 10th. Weather and staff dependent. For other green waste, jump on the city's website. You can find the nearest green waste drop site. That's going to be a dumpster where you put that kind of stuff in there. Feel free to use that for green waste only as much as you need. This morning, we're speaking with Sheridan City Council members Terry Weitzel and Sean Day. And we have got a caller waiting in the wings. Good morning, caller. You're on Public Pulse. Good morning, caller. Hello. Hello. Hi. Go ahead. You're on Public Pulse. Oh, thank you. It was just silent on this end. Uh, I would like to speak to the councilman. Gentlemen, has the city, particularly like the Public Works Department, um, have they kept you abreast in the work sessions that you normally have on Monday as to the advancement of the disillusion of the SAWS water delivery system. There was a SAWS meeting last night, and they do have a new dissolution document. It's quite extensive, actually. But they took no action last night. They brought it forward, I suppose, for discussion. I'm not certain. But they did not take action. Are you gentlemen aware, too, are you kept apprised? Because you will indeed have to vote should the disillusion go forward um, to accept, I believe it'll take a vote of the entire council. One, are you kept abreast? And two, my second question is, my understanding of the new disillusion is that the city would not 
have an obligation to pay off close to $700,000 of debt to the SAW system prior to receiving the SAW system in the city's inventory of ownership and maintenance and everything attendant to it. So those are my two questions. Are you fairly well abreast of what's happening there? And can you comment on it um, from, from your knowledge? And the disillusion, I believe they're going to have to bring it up again. And they have promised some kind of public uh, vetting on this. This is... Um, uh, becoming a sort of somewhat contentious issue. So I'll get off the phone so that I may listen to what you have to say. And thank you, gentlemen, very much. Councilman. Well, I'll start. Um, it's still in the early stages. I mean, um, just as uh, the caller had mentioned, you know, they haven't voted, the SAWS board has not voted on anything yet. And I think there's still going some back and forth going on. And so, uh, no, we don't really know where it's going to end up completely, you know, at this point. And until then, um, you know, staff really hasn't, uh, you know, updated us on anything until there's something, you know, uh, really solid in, in, in uh, what's going to be done. Yeah, I'll uh, echo that. Some. Th thank you for the call and thank you for the question. Um, I, I can't say that I am completely up uh, abreast to, th to that right now, but we do have a SAWS committee that consists of two other councilmen, uh, which is Greg, Councilman Greg Lumen and Councilman Andrew Patzig. Uh, so definitely do my due diligence there and, and follow up with them. All right. We've got another caller that follows right after that. Good morning. You're on Public Pulse. Good morning, Floyd. Councilman, how are you guys today? Good morning. Great, thanks. David, hey, well, I want to let you guys know the Green Lake sites are on Brunnick Lane, Highland Park. The skate park has three beds or two beds there, I believe. And then there's a bend on the south side of Kendrick Park, I think it's on Swan, is the name of the street. And then Oates Park has a Greenway's bend there, too. Fantastic. Thank you for that clarification. Yeah, I greatly appreciate that. Only, calling in, letting people know. I pointed out the two that I go to, so obviously I don't go <laughs> The ones to. you use, yeah. Well, I do appreciate that, caller. Thank you very much. All right. Now, one thing, kind of a big deal happening this year, folks. Uh, things are going to really change once the snow starts flying. A new snow removal policy has been approved by the Sheridan City Council. Now, Council, can you tell me just exactly what this new policy entails and how we as residents are going to have to react here? Well, you know, Floyd, last year, as you know, many people can probably can see, like, it was a bit of a mess with some of the snow removal. It was a crazy winter. Yeah, too, wasn't you it? know, you've got parking on both sides of the street, and you've got snow plows going down one. People shoveling out their walks just to get it mowed over by you know the city, kind of pushing the snow right back to where they had just cleared. So, um, yeah, we've got we've got our uh, public works director that has come up with what I feel is a pretty good solution to this. They're going to do an odd even parking. Um, Obviously, this could be, you know, a, a technology challenge for some and, and a bit of a logistical nightmare. My first, I think, advice to everyone who's listening out there is get on the app Everbridge. Um, it's a, you can just type that into your, your smartphone and you'll see a green square with a check mark. That's the one that you want. Um, it'll ask you a few security questions and this will help you stay engaged with uh, which streets in Sheridan are being plowed on what days. 
to help notify you where, where you can park. And the idea behind this is to be able to just clear one side of the street. Um, and then, you know, on the other, other days have parking on the other side of the street so that the other side of the street can be plowed. And we're hoping that that'll uh, be a more efficient solution and system moving ahead for the city of Sheridan. Now, when it comes to, uh, let's say early morning, if you've got one side of the street being plowed, will the crews eventually get to the other side during the course of the day? Or is that just going to no. be left? No, it's just going to be the one day, and it'll probably be, from what I understand, the next day, then they'll go on the other side. That's the even and odd. Okay. That, that's how I understand it as well. Yeah. All right. So this isn't just like a, a snow alert emergency. We wake up, we've made sure that it's on one side, and then they'll be back. This is going to be every other This is day. a new system for Sheridan, yes, yeah. that, that's ho- hoping to address the, the problems that we experienced last winter with like I said, you know, I talked to many people who were frustrated about about that specific thing. They'd go out in the morning, shovel off their walks, and then just have all that snow come right back on them because they were trying to do both sides. And, yeah, and it's it's so difficult sometimes yeah. when you're parked out there. You know the street needs cleared, but, you know, the city workers don't have time to stop and help shovel out every single car on that neighborhood. Exactly. That's another issue. Yeah, yeah, it'll be, you know, obviously this is... Uh, we're, it's a test this year and it's, it's kind of an experiment, but I do think long-term it could be a good thing for the city and, and make it more efficient for people. Councilman Weitzel, when you guys were discussing this as a council sitting around together, what were some of the things that you considered? Uh, Did you do like a pro con type of situation? Well, we did. I mean, there was concern that uh, people who use uh, the side of the street uh, for parking their um, uh, RV and, and having to move that, and, and so there was concern, okay, is this going to inconvenience people? But overall, I think we all came uh, to the conclusion that, um, you know, efficiencies uh, are going to be really important. Uh, you know, there are a lot of people just by the nature of last year's winter that, you know, were complaining that their streets weren't getting plowed and, and what have you. This makes it more efficient uh, for our staff uh, to get through the routes as, as quickly as possible, not having to... Um, go around other things, uh, you know, say a car that you're using regularly. I mean, uh, on some of the days, uh, it was basically buried uh, from the uh, snow that was pushed up from the plow. And uh, this way, moving it back and forth, you know, on an even uh, side and then an odd side, you know, the next time uh, will create some efficiencies. And so that uh, far outweighed uh, the inconvenience with, and inconveniences we felt with uh, citizens having to move their vehicles. Absolutely. Now, I don't live in Sheridan. I live over in Buffalo, and I live a little bit on the outskirts of that city. Uh, There were days, my wife and I go to work rather early, and we were not on a snow route, which is the primary route throughout a city that needs to operate. And so those are the first streets that get hit with the plows. We're not one of those. So there were some mornings, boy, we'd come out there and just had difficulty even getting out of the driveway. Uh, there was so much dang stuff. Yeah, I've heard that feedback before, Floyd, from other residents that are in neighborhoods that don't get hit as often, and, and that is definitely a concern. Um, you know, if you do have that concern, I would recommend calling the city, and and our snow people are, are on that, and they can add you to the list if uh, and, and at least go take a look 
see wh- where you're at and what you're dealing with. But there are <clears throat> primary roads that the city has to hit, you know, and this Everbridge app that we're em- employing for this snow season, it's it's a notification system. So you'll you'll have notifications coming in through that app to notify you what's being plowed and where. Fantastic. Yeah. So we're going to have an app, and this is going to be a lot like the red alert system, right? When when information is is a need to know for the residents, this will come in on this Everbridge, uh, what do you call it? Everbridge, Everbridge notification system. Yep. Yeah. So make sure you jump on the city's website. Get that on your phone, folks. That's the kind of stuff that you need to know. And we've got another caller. Go ahead. You're on Public Pulse. And they're gone. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we just got pranked. <laughs> That's right. Uh, now, um, we, we talked about what was taken into consideration on this. Did you guys receive any pushback when you were having this, these discussions from any citizens? You know, I think, well, uh, I can, yeah, you want to speak to that, Terry? I, I've, I've had a few people push back just from the technology, you know, and Sheridan kind of the, the fight there you know it's uh it and that it is a tall order to try to get a full community behind getting on an app and yeah. and changing their way of thinking with parking and i totally understand that and there's some people that are just like i'm not doing that i'm not getting on an app i'm not adhering to this new thing and and i can appreciate that for what it is i, I do think that there's a, a greater problem and and the city is working you know on on what we believe is the best decision moving ahead um, but again, it's a trial. We'll see how it goes. Uh, please at least give it give it one chance and see. Get on Everbridge, put in your info, and, and you know, uh, hopefully those notifications will help make things easier on you this winter. Absolutely. And, and I mean, how do you sit back as a city council and say, all right, we're doing a major change here. How do we alert an entire city on how we get this done? Uh, so there's a lot to consider there, and, and in my opinion, this is probably the the best way to do it. Get an app. We can use it for other uh, other applications in the future as well. But this way, we know if you've got a device, at least you can get that warning uh, that this is the side of the street that's going to be plowed for the day. And we got another caller. Good morning. You're on Public Pulse. Good morning. Thanks, guys, for taking my call. Just uh, wanted to make a clarification for the city council members there. I was at the, went to the SAWS meeting last night. I was curious about this transfer. And so they said that the city council will vote up or down on this issue on November the 6th. And that the county commissioners are scheduled to vote up or down on this, whatever, whatever you want to call it, consolidation on November the 7th. So this is not in the early stages the uh, city council, I believe, was going to is scheduled to have a working session on October the 23rd, and then they're they are scheduled right now to vote to accept or not accept this whole um, you know uh, combination or consolidation on November the 6th. So this is not in the early stages at all. So just wanted to make that clarification for you. All right. Thank you very much. And uh, yet another caller. Go ahead. You're on Public Pulse. And they're gone. All right. All right. So one more time, Councilman Day, where do we find this application, the Everbridge notification system? Uh, You can just find it on your smartphone. Go to your apps um, and type in Everbridge. The one that you want, because I believe there is a couple 
um, variations on that app. The one that you want is a green box with a check mark on it, and it'll run you through a list of some security questions, name, last name, username, that kind of thing. And then from that point forward, you want to identify your location, put in 82801 for our area, and uh, and then this winter season, you'll be notified when that odd even parking starts to take take place. All right, so if you've got a device, folks, that sounds pretty easy. Just jump on there and grab a hold of that Everbridge notification system. Pay attention to it when it does let you know things are in the works. All right, I'm going to switch gears on you. What's happening with the Kendrick Park Pool Rehabilitation Project? Well, the design phase is at uh, 75% at this point, and uh, city staff and officials are uh, providing thoughts and combat comments uh, back to the engineering consultant. Um, but uh, it would all, the improvements to the pool would uh, be a rehabilitation of the uh, existing pool. Uh, so that would mean uh, updates to the uh, mechanical building updates and uh, to the existing pool house, uh, improved parking, terrace seating, uh, along with various alternatives. Alternatives that are going to be uh, uh, considered are um, a new uh, water slide, a new splash pad, and new leisure and kiddie pool. And then um, I guess that kind of sums up what uh, they're going to be doing. Yeah. Councilman Day, when was this decided that uh, this rehabilitation project was going to go forward for the community? Oh, this has been in the works for a while. And like Terry said, it's 75% done now. And um, yeah, the things that I'm most excited about are the new splash pad being considered in the design, the um, new water slides, that kind of thing. I had a meeting with our parks uh, parks guy the other day, Steve Gage, who's, who's fantastic, and um, we were discussing that tennis court over there because there was, in the beginning phase of the plan, there was talks of potentially getting rid of that tennis court and allowing for parking, but there was enough pushback from the community because I guess that tennis court has kind of a special... Uh, pad there, you know, for that's different than the other tennis courts in town. And is so, it pickleball? Uh, is it for pickleball? Pickleball is, uh, I don't think so. Although that's a whole nother topic that is growing. Um, and we're working on accommodating for that, for that growing sport right now too. There's been talks about, uh, utilizing the thorn, thorn rider park and, and building, you know, kind of a, uh, what would you even call it? Tops over there, so people can play pickleball in the winter. Yeah. Oh wow! Um, because I guess the YMCA overfills during the winter with. Uh, so we've been approached by the pickleball community. They want uh, an alternative space there. It's very expensive, so we're, you know, it's a step by step process. These things take take years sometimes to to, to fund and and get get going. But um, yeah, I was actually really um, glad to hear that that tennis court's going to be staying. Oh. Oh, go ahead, so, Councilman. Yeah, I took a, a day during the week uh, this summer and just went to Thorn Rider. And uh, there were more people playing on the pickleball courts than the tennis courts. It's, it's, it's really crazy. I mean, it's just really that sport has really taken off. I'll tell you what. It was, uh, I think, 2016, 2017, I, I moved up here from uh, around Cheyenne, Laramie area. And once I got up here, People started talking about this crazy sport called pickleball. I had never heard of it, and it is huge over in Buffalo, uh, and and you know obviously over here as well. They've got yeah. courts over there. There are people who jump in their RV 
every summer, and they do a pickleball tour where they drive around to different cities in the United States just to play pickleball with residents of those cities. And I thought that is just, here's the sport that I'd never heard of. And so I went ahead and wrote a big story on the history of pickleball. And uh, there's, awesome. there's a couple different versions as to why it is called pickleball. But one of those versions is a dog named Pickles used to steal the ball from the family that invented the game. And so they decided to start calling it Pickles Ball. And uh, that's hilarious. It just that's, stuck around with it. I still have never played Floyd. I've never played a, a round of pickleball. I've got some friends that are into it. And from my understanding, it's like a mix of tennis and ping pong. Is that right? Yeah, Smaller yeah, paddles. A bit. And yep. Yep. It's, it's really fascinating. Yeah, it is a fun I've sport. I've played it a couple of times. It's a lot of fun. And I might it keeps have to you challenge moving. you to a match, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Pickleball uh, tournament between yeah. all the city council no, I'm, members. I'm, I'm really big on the recreation in Sheridan, so that, that kind of stuff is is meaningful to me. It it can be a little disheartening when you get some of the, the projects in and you see the prize tag on them, but there's some really cool stuff happening right now. Like on the north end of town at Wallet Park, we've got a, a Frisbee golf course that's being designed right now, and I think – Within the next year or two, that's going to be, and it's out of the pathways. We've been very mindful of, you know, not getting in people's way down there. And then also trying to figure out what to do with Washington Park. I know that there's, there's some different ideas over there right now. It's just the kind of rocks, you know, for people to park on and stuff. And uh, there's been talks of possibly an ice rink there that could be visible from coffee and, you know, during the winter, um, which I think could be kind of cool. I've, I've lived in cities where they have that and um, it's, it's really beautiful, you know, to, to drive by and see public ice skating with families and yeah um, yeah and it's one of those uh, activities you really don't do a whole lot even though it's it literally fits right into wyoming's uh weather it does it? and we already have an ice rink so that, that it does fulfill that um for our community um for that recreation but i, I think it could be a, a an interesting you know thing to keep keep looking into and folks if you haven't tried pickleball Now's the time. Head on out there before uh, before the snow flies. Maybe you can get a game or two in. On that, we got to take a quick commercial break and pay some bills. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. Out of the Darkness Suicide Prevention will be receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. This is Dan with Captain Clean. If you find water inside your home, don't panic. Captain Clean is always on standby 24-7. Our trained and certified experts and staff will help you start to finish. From identifying the issue, extracting water, detecting moisture deep within your walls, ceilings, and floors, to utilizing state-of-the-art equipment and techniques that ensure your home is completely dry and feels new again. Call Captain Clean today at 672-0726 and don't let unexpected water ruin your day. 
Are you ready to turn a page on your career? McDonald's Restaurants in Sharon have an exciting opportunity. McDonald's is on the lookout for a dynamic full-time shift manager to lead the team, starting at an impressive $21 per hour. This open-to-close position, including weekends, offers stability and opportunities for advancement. This shift manager position has a starting pay of $21 per hour. Visit McHire.com to submit your application online or drop by any McDonald's location in Sheridan to pick up an application. As the leaves fall and the air turns crisp, it's time to embrace the season with a brand new Chevrolet from wearing Sheridan Chevrolet. New arrivals include the rugged new Silverado with half tons to one ton or the versatility of the Equinox. How about the sporty edge of the Blazer or the adventure ready trail Blazer? Don't miss out on the fall vibes and amazing deals at wearing Chevrolet where the road meets the season and adventure awaits. Experience the wearing way of vehicle buying online at wearingsheridan.com. After an aerial dogfight, pilot officer Jack Absolute flies home to win the heart of his old flame, Lydia Languish. Back on British soil, Jack's advances soon turn to anarchy when the young heiress demands to be loved on her own, very particular terms. See how this rollicking new comedy works out as National Theatre Live presents Jack Absolute Flies Again, Thursday, October 26th at 6 p.m in Sheridan's Wyo Theater. Get your tickets at the Wyo box office or online at wyotheater.com. Tune in to SheridanMedia.com for the ultimate online auction experience. Discover unbeatable deals on hot buys right now. Local retailers offering must-have items starting in half off of retail value. From dining certificates to beauty, automotive, and a bunch more. Bid your way to incredible savings. Get over to hot buys for the bidding frenzy right now and ending at 8 p.m. tonight. Don't miss out on the hottest deals in town. Only at SheridanMedia.com. Get ready to bid, win, and save. Radio is a great career. Sheridan Media employs a number of people in various capacities, including advertising sales, news, promotions, business administration, and engineering. If you or your organization would like to know if there's a job opening at Sheridan Media, send your mailing address request to Bob Grammons, General Manager, Sheridan Media, P.O. Box 5086, Sheridan, Wyoming, 82801. We'll send a notice to your organization or group every time there's a full-time job opening. Sheridan Media is an equal opportunity employer. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. Residents of the city of Sheridan, the city will soon have instructions on their website to download and use the EverBridge notification system once it's up and operational. This is something you're going to want to have downloaded onto your device to receive notifications and alerts from the city. It's also going to be the primary place where you find out which side of your street is going to be plowed today. And uh, with the city making this big change in how we're getting these snow routes done, it's important that we know that. So make sure that you're jumping on the city's website and get that app downloaded. Or you can even probably find it on uh, your app store is it on the store that's where i went to go look oh, at fantastic. it yep, just go so to the app store for sure it's there yep. type in everbridge and green box check with a check mark everbridge notification system this morning we're speaking with sheridan city council members sean day and terry weitzel now speaking of apps and things on your phone in collaboration with the sheridan travel and tourism and downtown association the city's developed an app titled beautifully historic 
Sheridan. Well, I've touched on this in the past, but I've always ran out of time. Today we made sure we've got plenty of time to do this. Councilman Day, can you tell us a little bit about this application? Yeah, I'm I'm super excited about this. Uh, this is um, going to be an app called Beautifully Historic Sheridan, and as I think we can all agree, Sheridan does have a very rich history um, and lots of really cool buildings around town. So uh, the DSA and Sheridan Travel and Tourism have been collaborating to build this app. And the basic idea is that you'll be able to, uh, you know, put a QR scan on a building, be able to see the historical photo of that building and then kind of what it looks like today. And this will be from gold discs that will be placed around town. Um, and right now, if you, if you want to look a little bit more into this project, uh, that, that green fencing that's going around the construction around downtown main street, they've got, they've got photos up there that you can look more into. And the, it's the Wyoming room that has provided these historic photographs. Um, but yeah, again, I think it's really exciting. Speaking of that, there's also going to be, um, history on the sculptures around Sheridan, which I think will be really oh, cool. And great. we went to the dedication on, it would have been. Oh, geez, what day was that? Monday, Monday morning um, at 10 a.m. to watch the unveiling of the new sculpture in front of the downtown historic train, which is beautiful. I'd recommend anyone to drive over there and, and give that a look for Miss Indian America. And, it, you know, it, re it reflects the elimination of racial discrimination and, and the conscientious step we took as a city during that era to, to break that down. And um, it's just interesting kind of seeing it with the train as a backdrop kind of those two histories together. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, as that process came about, there was many different locations that the, the council and, you know, the public were, we were in talks trying to figure out where to where to put that. But I, I think it looks really beautiful. And, yeah, would strongly recommend anyone going there and, and looking at that new sculpture in Sheridan. And that, uh, that ceremony that they had opening up was absolutely beautiful. Oh, so cool. So I mean, cool. yeah, yeah. Every time the city dedicates a new piece of art, uh, you know, I think it's a great thing. But that one in particular, uh, very special, very special. I agree. Yeah. Now, uh, if, if a resident out there has a collection of old photos, maybe it's been passed down through the family and, and they might not even know what they have. Oh, here's some old photos that I got from grandpa back in the day. If they wanted to contribute to this project, uh, of the beautifully downtown application. Can they take those photos somewhere? You know, I don't have a, a really clear answer to that question, but with the, the DSA and Sheridan Travel and Tourism working on that, I would suggest calling Sean Parker at uh, the head of that board. And, uh, and again, it's the Wyoming room that's pro providing those historic photographs. So I would imagine it would be a liaison between Sean Parker and the Wyoming room and getting those photos over to them to then provide for the app. Now, when we, when we talk about how this kind of came about, how this developed, how, how was the city council first approach with this? Do you remember? Well, I think it was, uh, Stu, uh, McRae's idea, uh, his brainchild, our city administrator, and, uh, and right away, all of us thought, wow, this would be really a good idea. And then as far as the, um, there are going to be posters that uh, uh, DSA and, uh, and, uh, provide funding for. There's going to be 30 posters, and you can scan the QR code and download the app uh, from those posters, uh, is what I understand. And it said in the month of September, we've had an average of 20 downloads per day. 
Wow. And uh, the most unique download came from the Bahamas. Oh, wow. A bit of a visitor that, there. That was yeah. me, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Your tower's based out of the Bahamas. You know, Sean, I would believe that, brother. I, I really would. Well, it's not true, Floyd. <laughs> I wish, but it's not. <laughs> But I think that's really interesting. You know, this isn't uh, uh, just for visitors either. I mean, the Sheridan Community Land Trust, as I, I've said before, their Explore History program, so popular. Uh, most of those are just jam-packed. They had to change locations to fit more people. Sheridan is really interested in its own history. And this is just another way that we could learn more. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, uh, the old, I took a tour through the old train depot the other day with the owner of, uh, market hall. Um, and you know, I'm sure many of you out there have went to that restaurant that's now currently closed. Um, but what a cool building and just to see how much restorative work that, you know, Tom Thompson put into that building, but then, you know, just, yeah, a hundred years ago, Plus, it was our train depot, you know, it's pretty sweet. One of the busiest places in town. Yeah, yeah, so cool. I mean, that's always kind of such a fascinating thing for me, you know, uh, this building that was so vital to the the supplies and and economy of Sheridan is is now just kind of sitting there. Yeah, and the public is really protective, as we found through some of the outreach we did with that. um, You know, we had an idea for Memorial Park across the way, diagonal from where the train sits now but the public definitely let us know that they wanted that train you know they wanted it there yeah and i can appreciate that you know absolutely now uh councilman weitzel have uh, you downloaded this app and uh, gone around and checked things out just yet i have not but i'm going to pretty soon so um and it looks at just on my notes here um those uh posters i was talking about uh, they are uh, up uh, on the green barrier uh, fencing. So, um, so a person can go there and, and, uh, scan it. Oh, fantastic. That'll yeah. make things nice and easy. Now, uh, when it comes to what activity we've seen, you said, uh, tell me about those numbers one more time, councilman. Uh, this is already pretty popular and councilman day. Well, he's looking at that. Where are we at in the development for this? It, this isn't exactly done, is it? No. In fact, uh, yeah, the city is open to feedback right now. It's an ongoing project. Uh, we obviously want to continue to improve it and expand upon it. Uh, so going back to your question, Floyd, I, I think if you have historic photographs of Sheridan, I would absolutely uh, approach Sheridan Travel and Tourism City Hall uh, with those photos of the Wyoming Room at the library. Um, I, I think uh, this is a project that will benefit greatly from some of our own residents living in this town. Absolutely. And, and Councilman, what were those numbers one more time? Well, in, in September, there were 20 uh, downloads per day and 198 scan, scans of the uh, QR code. Uh, and, and one thing stressed, you know, and, and uh, Council Member uh, Day uh, mentioned this, but uh, the app is a, a work in progress, and it's always going to be a work in progress. So it's not going to, oh, all of a sudden we, we're... Um, on board with this it's going to be continuing the the, the photos and all that are going to keep on continuing over the years all right well gentlemen i've run out of time but i want to thank you for coming in this morning and speaking with me brave in the rain (laughs) thank you floyd (laughs) all right you've been listening to public pulse on 930 kroe and 103.9 fm shared it
First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. Out of the Darkness Suicide Prevention will be receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Little known fact, The Thing started out as just a stagehand before he became an actual co-star of The Adams Family. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, the same goes for those youth, warbifores, motorcycles, and snowmobiles that are just gathering cobwebs around your place. Maybe you don't go haunting anymore. I mean hunting anymore. Pando's Service Center will buy your used machine and give it a new life. Disclaimer. Pando's used four befores are not actually haunted and the ghost repellent kit is for entertainment purposes only. Where can you watch entrepreneurs compete for a share of $100,000, eat and drink lots of deliciousness, and learn about the newest startups in Sheridan County? The Wild Theater, that's where. Jessica Madden here from Impact 307 announcing that the Sheridan Startup Challenge Pitch Night will be showcased on Wednesday, November 1st at 5.30 p.m. There is no cost to attend and the premier event is open to the public. Please join us as we support local businesses, vote for your favorite startup idea for the Audience Choice Award, and stick around for the reception and winner announcements all at the Wyo Theater November 1st. Let's talk about tires. Think about snowy, icy roads ahead. Now, think about your current worn tires. How safe does that make you feel? Luckily, Midas Tire and Auto has their best tire sale on brands like Cooper, Hankook, and Toyo going on this month. Buy three tires, get one free, and up to a $100 rebate on select tires. Midas also has big savings on shocks and struts. Preparing for winter is critical. Saving money is optional, but Midas makes it easy to do both. Getting and keeping you safely on the road. Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. Remember when your mom used to say, someday you'll thank me for this? Well, if that day has come, then you need to treat your mom to a visit to the Health Nut for a delicious, nutritious, thank you mom fruit smoothie or something that shouts thanks from the soup, sandwich, and salad bar. Not to mention the aisle after aisle of health-given supplements that just scream thank you mom, even if it's 30 years late. The Health Nut, serving up smiles and a side of superfoods in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. Ladies, you know the one thing you've been dying to try but don't know how to get started? Well, I'm here to help. This is Candace Crane, General Manager at Sheridan Hyundai Power Sports, and I'd like to invite you to check out my podcast, I Want to Do That, Women Helping Women Explore the Outdoors. This episode, I talked with Christy Lohoff, the Director of Ski Patrol with Antelope Butte, about her passion for ski patrol and why there's an advantage to having more women on the mountain. I Want to Do That is sponsored by Can-Am and will be available wherever you get your podcast. KROE. Sheridan, broadcasting from the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio.